Hello, friends. Have you noticed that you can get caught up in consuming content? Or maybe you notice you are hyper, hyper focused on the doing. Empaths, we often consume. And I know because that was me too, soaking up information from all my favorite teachers and mentors. But it wasn't until I started focusing more on the being and embodiment work that the door to massive clarity was finally unlocked. And I no longer got confused about what was my energy versus everybody else's. I was able to become a more clear channel for creation and as a result, transform my life, business, and health. In fact, my meditation and embodiment practice is what helped me have a nearly $40,000 month this past January, see the highest downloaded month of the podcast, and finally release a lot of unnecessary stress. And my clients felt it and saw it in their lives too. It wasn't reading more articles. It wasn't doing more busy work. So I'm inviting you to graduate from the spongy empath consumer into the self-activated sovereign healer. You can take your podcast listening experience from, ooh, I feel seen, heard, and inspired to, holy shit, I actually feel different. My being has shifted. I am the embodiment of the woman I desire to be. The Third Eye Collective is a simple way to upgrade your experience and commit not only to a meditation practice that complements your healing, but also receive personalized coaching so you can be clear on what direct actions to implement into your highest goals. There are two simple ways to get involved at $11 or $22 a month with no commitment. So if this is calling your name, join this amazing and growing community. Welcome to the Healing Uncensored Podcast. My name is Sarah Small, and I'm a holistic business coach and intuitive healer who supports empaths in creating a thriving body, business, and life. Healing my own chronic illness as an empath led me to become fascinated with energy and more specifically, all the emotional, spiritual, and holistic healing modalities that my doctor never told me about. I began to share my insights and journey online and over time built a powerful community and business supporting women who were also on their path to healing. Think of this podcast as your uncensored and no BS guide to navigating life, health, and entrepreneurship as a highly sensitive person. You'll get no nonsense and totally holistic tips from me in real time as I navigate this healing journey right beside you. Now let's get started. Hello and welcome to today's episode. I have Katie Shaw on for an interview today and I'm super excited. She is a certified women's wellness and embodiment coach. She has traveled the world in search of her own healing and empowerment and has trained in things like kundalini tantra yoga, women's sensual empowerment, and holistic nutrition. She specializes in helping women overcome chronic inflammation by awakening their inner healer and unleashing the goddess within using tools like sensuality, breath work, and detox, which we'll be discussing in today's show. We talk about why pleasure is a pathway to healing that you may have not considered yet could completely transform your life. We talk about Tantra, what it is, 
is and what it is not, as well as the healing relationship that we can create with our feminine energy, our feminine power, what that really means and how we can tap into it, as well as how we become disconnected from our female bodies in the first place. So I know there's going to be a lot that you probably have not heard of before in this episode. I can't wait for you to learn so much from Katie in this conversation, and please let us know what you think afterwards. Hi, Katie, and welcome to the show. I'm so excited to have you on today. Hi, I'm so excited to be here. Thank you so much for having me. Uh, I'm excited for this conversation. It's, I think it's going to be unlike uh, any other ones I've had on the show so far, and I, I want to just dive right in. So I'd love for you to start to talk about what is the purpose or the role of pleasure in our life? And what are maybe some themes you see around the way we've almost, I think you were saying before, like pleasure deficit and maybe how we've deprived ourselves from pleasure? Mm -hmm. Yes, (laughs) my favorite topic. (laughs) Um, Yeah, so pleasure really isn't a priority in our society. Um, You know, it's not something that we have really been taught or even led by example, you know, typically in our society, um, we really have seemed to value hard work Mm -hmm. and um, sort of like being in the grind, you know, and success as being, you know, the ultimate goal. Mm -hmm. And we kind of forget about, you know, just existing Mm -hmm. in pleasure, Um, existing. And when I say pleasure, I mean, you know, really feeling good in our body and allowing ourselves to really just exist in the pleasure of feeling good. How, not to, to interrupt you, but <laughs> I'm just thinking about like, so pleasure for me is probably slightly different for like the pleasure for somebody else. Mm-hmm. So what does pleasure look like for you just to give the audience an idea of what that can look like? Um, and then maybe we can give a few other examples as well, but it seems like it's a little bit different for each person. Is that right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It's going to be, you know, specific to each person and, and your experience in your life, you know, your everyday life. So for me and what I like to teach is it's not only typically we associate pleasure just with sex and orgasm, you know, as we hear the word and we associate it with that. And Do you think that's maybe sometimes why we push it away. Cause we're like, Oh, pleasure means orgasm. And I can't talk about that. Or I'm not allowed to like be expressive about that. And so I should probably just like push it away. Yeah, definitely. I mean, we have so many hangups around orgasm alone, yeah. you know, there's so many like, ah, oh, like <laughs> intense feelings around it that, right. you know, we don't really want to go Don't listen, there. mom, dad, don't, this doesn't exactly. episode, right? <laughs> <laughs> exactly, exactly. Yeah. And so when we think about feeling pleasure, it is that same, you know, attachment to like orgasm, you know, and there is an element too in, in the same of, you know, orgasm and pleasure, which is the act of surrender, the act of letting go and -hmm. being really present. So, Mm -hmm. you know, for me, when I am fully present in my body, that's when I feel the most pleasure. And yes, it can be orgasm, but it can also be, you know, taking a walk outside Mm -hmm. and being fully present to the wind, you know, blowing on my skin or, you know, watching the wind, you know, brush the trees and how they move and just becoming so present to that. Mm-hmm. And, and you can actually feel it in your body. And that feels so good, you know, because you're in tune with it. And, 
you know, pleasure is also associated with, you know, food, right? Like dessert usually. <laughs> and it's kind of funny because we have permission or we feel like we have more permission to enjoy the heck out of desserts, you know, or like chocolate. And we'll make the most pleasurable orgasmic sounds when we're eating chocolate or dessert, you know, we're like, mmm, mmm, so good, you know, yeah. and we're like, it's so big and this huge experience that we really allow ourselves to have, um, but it's often, you know, separate from anything else, mm -hmm. and so it's kind of like the one place that women, I think, tend to have the most permission. Yeah. Um, do you find though, cause I'm thinking about that and I'm thinking about that as someone who no longer eats sugar, but also <laughs> the woman who used to be super addicted to sugar within my own journey. But it's like, I, I, I give myself pleasure through dessert. It's just usually like monk fruit sweetened now. Right. But yeah. <laughs> in the past it was like, you know, a brownie or gluten-free brownie or something. Mm -hmm. But then there were often times when that was, that pleasure was followed up by the emotion or of shame or guilt. So mm -hmm. I felt like in my own, again, personal story and journey that I did allow myself maybe to indulge in dessert more than orgasm, for example. Mm -hmm. But then there was still this sense of shame and guilt afterwards, mm -hmm. which, you know, it's, it, I kind of look back at now, I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, just yeah. enjoy the freaking dessert, Sarah. Right. But like, yeah. how do we dissect that and go, what, why are we not allowing ourselves to receive pleasure in our lives? Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And we can often, just speaking to what you're talking about, you know, when you're sort of indulging or you go to sugar because it's that quick hit, you know, like the dopamine and it's that, that fire off of those endorphins. When we eat the sugar, that's filling us up in a way that maybe we're actually craving something deeper. Yeah. You know, so, so instead of really nourishing ourselves with the kind of pleasure we're really craving, mm -hmm. because maybe we have shame and guilt around that, mm. we instead go for what is acceptable yeah. in society, right? That, like, it's acceptable to eat those things, but... Such a good point, right? Yeah, like, yeah. Oh, I, well, I know I can get that dopamine hit from, from yeah. or even like the caffeine that's in chocolate, right? Like I know I can get that from food, but mm -hmm. what if, and I'm just presenting this to the entire audience listening is, you know, what if we allowed ourselves to receive pleasure in many other areas of our lives? Would we want chocolate as much? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Maybe not, right? Yeah. Yeah. I, personally, <laughs> definitely have that experience. You know, for me, if I am not allowing myself to really be present and, you know, have that experience in my life, you know, outside of eating, let's say, yeah. I might find myself craving ice cream or sugar, you know, and it is the sort of lack of allowing myself to fully surrender and be open to that pleasure and receive yeah. it. And there are a lot of, you know, kind of layers to explore within that. It's, you know, really, even do you feel worthy of really fully experiencing that, that yeah. good? You know, sometimes we're afraid of feeling that good. Mm -hmm. um, I know that I was for a long time. It, it felt kind of terrifying, you know? Um, and to be honest, even the simple, not simple, it's, it's, it's a huge thing, but even experiencing orgasm felt too scary 
to allow myself to feel and allow myself to kind of let go of the control because it was kind of like mm, just like grasping on really tight to life you know like I have to control everything and I have to be a certain way and mm-hmm. um everything that happens in my life I will be in control of yeah. and there's that act of surrender and letting go um and feeling really like worthy and deserving enough um, and that it's safe, you know, safety is another huge, huge piece, um, to that as well. If there's somebody who is, you know, already going, wow, I'm not experiencing as much pleasure as I'd like in my life, would it, would they start with safety and surrender first that then lead into pleasure? I'm all, I'm like, I'm thinking about this in a different way in my own mind right now, where mm-hmm. it's like, this is really interesting how people who maybe are more of the type A personality and seek control over many or all aspects of their lives. And then there's this thing that we call pleasure, this experience of pleasure that is very much associated with surrender. Mm -hmm. And when we're trying to consistently control things in our life, are we open to receive any pleasure at all? I don't know. I'm just kind of presenting this idea, but like if someone is listening and they are wanting to receive more pleasure, where do they start? Do they start with safety or do they start with pleasure or do they start with surrender? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a great question. So I, I think it's really important to start with safety mm-hmm. um, because until you feel safe, not only with yourself, but also in your environment or with your partner, Mm -hmm. um, you won't be able to surrender and let go. Mm -hmm. And, you know, safety can look like, you know, if you want to do it, talk about it in terms of even like masculine and feminine, Mm -hmm. um, masculine energy is the container, you know, it's the strong container of safety, Mm -hmm. um, that is created so that the feminine can then relax and, you know, do the thing, you know, the flowing, um, more surrendering, um, and feel safe enough to be in that space. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So beginning with safety is really, and, and I go through this in my course, which we'll talk about later, but, um, you know, how to create self safety for yourself. And so first question to ask yourself is what, when do I feel the most safe in my body and what do I need in order to feel safe? Mm -hmm. So even if it's in the moment of where, say you want to experience pleasure alone, you're outside and you just want to experience pleasure in nature, Mm -hmm. right? What are the conditions, the masculine container that you need to create for yourself in order to allow yourself to relax and fully let go and be present in nature? Mm -hmm. You know, and that can look like, well, um, I need to be in a place that energetically feels good, Mm -hmm. right? Like, how do I feel? Do I feel unsafe? Okay, I can move, you know, over to this area. Does it feel safer to be on a rock? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, You know, those little things, they all all matter. Yeah. Um, And then, you know, like what, yeah, like what else do I need? Okay, I need to feel grounded. So then maybe... Um, take a full deep breath in, a full deep breath out and feel your feet on the earth. Mm -hmm. Okay. Now I feel grounded. I feel strong in myself Mm -hmm. and that can look like anything, you know, um, 
in any area of your life of, on where you want to create safety. So I think it's really asking yourself, what do I need to feel safe? Yeah. Um, and, and also I will say the practice of really learning to trust yourself, you know, like to build that like unwavering self trust Mm -hmm. is also another piece to it. And that can look like in the feminine way, because there's the masculine version, version, which is, you know, linear of like, I'm going to set a practice and I'm going to show up every day and I'm going to be disciplined and I'm going to run five miles every single day, no matter what. And that, that can be like showing up for yourself. Right. Mm -hmm. However, when you look at the feminine version or the feminine approach to it is what do I feel like today? <laughs> you know, how does my body, you know, I'm, I'm going to show up to my mat, say you have a yoga mat. I'm going to show up to my yoga mat. What does my body feel like doing right now? You might set a timer. Here's my container. My timer is, you know, half an hour or 20 minutes, 15 minutes, and I'm going to move however I want to move. I'm going to let my body lead the way. And that's, you know, that's the yeah. way the feminine approach to creating this trust within yourself. Mm-hmm. That's beautiful. And, you know, this, it makes a lot of sense because with this pleasure kind of deficit or people who are consciously or unconsciously depriving themselves from pleasure, whether the root of that is, you know, um, I don't feel worthy of pleasure or I don't feel safe enough to experience pleasure, like lots of different situations and scenarios there. But it's almost like we have this crisis of survival mode. And there's so many people that are so stressed out all the time or have this low grade state of chronic stress in their lives. And especially a lot of people listening to the Healing Uncensored podcast are dealing with chronic illness. So whether that survival mode is, you know, whole body kind of crisis or it is more of an emotional survival state, a physical survival state within, you know, internal organs and body and chronic inflammation. And so because whether, you know, wherever you you fall in, whatever category you might fall in there, if our body is in this survival mode physically emotionally spiritually in our lives then we don't feel really safe Mm -hmm. we don't feel like maybe we have that safe container to Mm -hmm. feel and to be and to receive on the feminine side right receive pleasure in our lives and so i think it's so important to build that kind of that well it's kind of in the root chakra too right this root chakra like sturdy stable ground or the container that you were just describing to then be able to feel safe enough to experience the pleasures and joys of life. Mm-hmm. And so it all, it's all kind of just, it makes sense, right? Like mm-hmm. we are stuck in this survival mode and then now there's this pleasure deficit, but then what if we allowed pleasure into our lives? How could that actually be the mechanism by which we heal some of the physical, emotional, or spiritual survival reasons why we're in survival mode. Can you talk a little bit about mm-hmm. that as well? Like, how yeah. can we use pleasure as actual healing for mm-hmm. those things that are at the root of the issue? Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. So, I do want to talk about the nervous system because what you just said, you know, like you're in survival mode, right? So, the nervous system is kind of stuck in that like fight or flight. Yeah. Um, you know, or, or in the female version, it's even like the tend and befriend, you know, it's like, I have to fix things. I have to tend to things. Mm. And, um, and so 
Yeah. So, so our nervous system is sort of stuck in this overdrive. It's like turned on to this, um, you know, sympathetic fight or flight mode mm -hmm. and we're constantly going. And so the, the healing, you know, that pleasure brings is actually the switching of the nervous system to what's called the parasympathetic yeah. nervous system, which is the rest and digest. Mm -hmm. So that is, you know, the most healing state that our body can possibly be in. And the beautiful thing that pleasure brings is so one thing is um, oxytocin. Mm -hmm. So the hormone release of oxytocin is like the love and bonding hormone. And um, for women, you know, we really release this through our heart chakra and through, um, you know, can access it really through our breasts and the chest. And um, the production and the release of this oxytocin, oxytocin just sends the body into this rest and digest and healing state. Mm -hmm. And so the more that we can access that state, so we, we might be experiencing, you know, blocks like, you know, the shame and the guilt around experiencing pleasure. We might be in this constant overdrive of constantly going in our lives and, you know, never really taking the time for ourselves and self-care. Um, and well, I do want to back up and say that the shame and the guilt actually, so when that resides in the body, that's actually producing the stress hormone of cortisol. Mm -hmm. So it's like you're living in this like low grade stress production mm -hmm. inside your body constantly going off. So, you know, when you have the negative thoughts towards your body or towards the expression of, you know, who you are, um, that is the not feeling safe, right? And so that is really like this sort of low grade thing that we don't often pay attention to. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I think a lot of people now, at least from what I see, are very familiar with, are, are becoming more familiar with the external mm -hmm. um, stressors, like the environmental impacts of, you know, for chronic illness especially, right? Like the heavy metals and mm -hmm. the molds and, and things like that that come from our environment. But um, it's kind of looking towards these internal beliefs, you know, yeah. around the shame and the guilt mm -hmm. um, that we carry and especially attached to feeling pleasure. Yeah. And so when we start to heal the relationship with pleasure, mm -hmm. that allows us to really start to heal the relationship with ourself. And really, I like to say that it's like, once you allow yourself to fully experience the full capacity of pleasure in your body, that is, it feels like coming home to yourself. It mm. feels like a remembering and it feels like, oh, there I am. You know, it's like, finally I can oh, like breathe and let go. And, and so it is the, through the practice of allowing yourself to experience the pleasure mm -hmm. that, you know, becomes so healing. It's, it's the permission and it's, it's really like, realizing recognizing all of that shame and guilt you know that we've carried for so long is no longer necessary it no longer yeah. serves us right and we can heal that piece yeah that makes sense on a physiological level like you just mentioned with the sympathetic and parasympathetic nervous system 
But on an energetic level, it makes a lot of sense too, whether that you think of it in the context of balancing your masculine, feminine energies, or even with the law of attraction a little bit, maybe combined a little bit with the law of action where it's like, you know, I'm, I'm, is it possible for me to heal when I'm stuck in this state of guilt and shame around receiving or experiencing joy and pleasure in my life? Well, not if that's always going to be triggering on sympathetic nervous system. Mm -hmm. And so what am I attracting more of into my life as well? More guilt, more shame, or am I creating this structure of of that masculine energy, that safe energy that then allows me to receive pleasure and start to step more into this feeling of pleasure and joy and then manifest more and more and more of that. And so Mm -hmm. on, on, all these layers that really there's different ways we can explain it, but they all to me Mm -hmm. make sense on why Mm -hmm. pleasure is a pathway to healing, whether that is chronic illness or otherwise. Mm -hmm. I'm feeling called to also just give the audience a few more examples of pleasure. So we talked a little bit about orgasm. We talked about nature. We talked about food. Mm -hmm. What are some of the other simple pleasures that might be examples that people can just to really broaden our perspective of what pleasure is in our lives. Mm -hmm. Yeah, sure. Um, I mean, okay. So if you engage the five senses, Mm -hmm. right, simply by doing a a, a visual meditation around that, you know, or even just sitting here right now, you know, like, so the five senses are, you know, here, what do you hear? Mm -hmm. And allow yourself when you're hearing it and you're listening to it, see if you can connect to the feeling of listening to it. So it, so you're engaging your entire body with what you're actually listening to. Yeah. Does that make sense? And then then you can take that feeling of all the five senses Mm -hmm. engaged and then put Mm -hmm. it into any environment really that like, yeah, each person's pleasure is going to be different, but that Mm -hmm. might be me sitting at a park watching kids play and being like, Oh my God, this is just bringing me so much joy right now. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. It might be sitting back on my back, porch and just like feeling the sun against my face. It might be, mm-hmm. um, a conversation that I have with a loved one and, or, um, someone expressing gratitude towards me and being able to experience with my, all of my senses, like the mm-hmm. receiving of that gratitude or love that they're giving to me. And, mm-hmm. but the, I think the common thread that you just described really well is that like, mm-hmm there's a sense and you said it in the beginning too it's like you're you're also just like being you're being mm-hmm. present you're mm-hmm. you're starting to bring in all the senses to that experience which is also very applicable to all the empaths listening because we really listen and we experience the world through mm-hmm. all of our senses and we feel mm-hmm. deeply and we can either feel deeply in the sense of deep shame deep guilt deep embarrassment deep anger mm-hmm. or we can experience pleasure deeply. We can experience joy deeply. We can experience Mm -hmm. gratitude deeply. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, I think that's where people kind of bring in that that saying, right? Blessing or a curse. And it's like, it really depends on how you protect your energy. And do you allow yourself to, to just be? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And it can be such a gift as an empath too, because you already have sensitivity, right? And so when you're so sensitive to everything, right? Like it's kind of like, I like to take 
on, you know, the sensitivity is my superpower. Yes. Because, you know, being an empath, it's like, I'm sensitive, but wait a second, I can feel things that a lot of people don't feel. Mm -hmm. You know, I can feel different energies moving throughout my body and like how incredible they are. And a lot of people have, are, are, you know, completely disconnected and have no sense of that. to it. Mm -hmm. to it. Yeah. And, you know, even sounds, you know, like as an empath, it's like, oh, sounds can be harsh and, you know, like so intense that it's like, oh, the music's too loud. No, no. But if you put on the right music, you know, and you really listen and use it in that way, it's like, oh, now I feel it in my whole body. Like switching that sensitivity to like, oh, how does this make me feel? And like flowing with that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, I have so many women that I work with in my programs that do come to me and we, we've brought up the feminine energy here a lot. That is that part of us that's open to receive all of these magical things in our life. Mm-hmm. And I'd love for you to speak on because they, a lot of them come to me and they say like, I'm disconnected to my feminine or they don't realize it yet, but then through, mm-hmm. through the teachings and through the experience of whatever course it might be, they're like, wow, okay, I'm really in my mask energy. Mm-hmm. So how do we step back into our feminine power and really start to embrace and nurture that side of us that maybe we have disowned or disconnected mm-hmm. to? Mm-hmm. And you know, what is the purpose of that as well? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, so for me, what opened my eyes to the power of the feminine in the first place was um, my studies with my tantric lineage because within this particular lineage, it is, you know, it is worshiping the goddess Mm -hmm. and the feminine, the divine feminine. And it was through studying, you know, different goddesses and the power that they have that it was like, oh, you know, because I sort of always had this notion, this thought of like, the feminine is too emotional. She's chaotic. She's all over the place. Um, she's unpredictable, you know, um, and can be, you know, a bitch, right? Like in her power, right? Like she's quote unquote a bitch, right? So it was actually for me a big perceptual shift Mm -hmm. of actually looking at the really strong, powerful qualities of these different goddesses and of the feminine that open my eyes to like, oh, you know, there's so much power residing in that. So because in in this lineage, right, like so um, masculine is consciousness. And so it is stillness. You know, it is the space, Mm -hmm. Um, it is linear. And then the feminine is what comes in and is the creative force and, and brings the power and brings the movement and brings the life Mm -hmm. and how incredible, you know, um, Because again, you know, kind of going back to like societal conditioning, the reason why we separate and become disconnected from our feminine is because of what we have seen in the media and because of what we've kind of been told about that, you know, unpredictable, chaotic, um, sort of negative point of views on the feminine Mm -hmm. versus really looking at, um, you know, our cycle you know, bleeding every month is one of the most feminine things that we can possibly do. You know, it is feminine, right? And again, it's like either 
we can have a belief about it. And it's really important to start when you want to, you know, reconnect to your body, to this feminine body, is to look at what have you been told about your cycle or about bleeding, about your period? You know, what have you been taught? What are your beliefs? And and you may not even really recognize it at first, but it's actually asking yourself, you know, like sitting down with a journal, a pen and paper is really, you know, the best way to do it and just start free writing. Mm -hmm. Like, what have I been told about being a woman in the world? What have I, what do I believe about my period? You know, is it an inconvenience? Right. Um, right. Like, is it so painful that it's unbearable? Is it, um, it makes me angry and makes me have raging PMS. And so I'm a mess. I'm all over the place, <laughs> you know, right? Like all these things that we like take on as this huge inconvenience. It's like, if we can actually learn to work with that and embrace it, and it starts by getting down to these beliefs, you know, we can start to actually befriend our bodies, you yeah. know, really become friends and heal that relationship again. Mm -hmm. um, and start to really see, you know, like, okay, I, I do bleed once a month. What are, what are the, what are the, um, benefits to that? You know, what are the unique qualities that actually I get to experience that a lot of people don't get to experience? You know, what is that? And, and, um, you know, like one of the most fascinating things is that when we bleed, we have access to both sides of our brain. It's like mm -hmm. everything just like opens up and it's the perfect time to, you know, open your intuition mm -hmm. and get information. And, you know, it's like, we're this open vessel Yeah, and like, my God, like what power is in that? Right. Yeah. That's not the stuff that we learn about. Like you said, I think a lot of the, mm -hmm. the wounded feminine is a result of like, untrue stories that we've mm -hmm. been told like being a bitch or being too emotional or that this is gross or something when we menstruate and bleed and yeah. even just the way and the energy that you were bringing into describing that is completely different than I think what so many women have heard over and over again mm -hmm. in their life and instead it's just a really it's rewriting the story around our female bodies and our feminine energy mm -hmm. and reconnecting it into it in a way that is so powerful and potent. And like you said, all of a sudden we have access to this incredible intuition and our bodies are miraculous in what they do every single mm -hmm. day. Can we look at that aspect of ourselves as so fucking empowering mm -hmm. instead of something to be ashamed of, embarrassed mm -hmm. of, um, to hide or mm -hmm. disown in some, some way. Yeah. And you also mentioned, you know, Tantra in this. And so can you, first of all, explain Tantra <laughs> as it actually is versus what I'm sure some people are thinking, which is mm -hmm. books they've picked up at like urban outfitters and been like, woo, I've never seen that sex <laughs> before. <laughs> and mm -hmm. and yep. said, like explain what Tantra really is and how we can also use tantric practices to connect to our feminine energy and mm -hmm. heal. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. So, okay. So the word Tantra means to weave mm. and essentially you're weaving energies. So the masculine and feminine within you, right? Like it's that container and that flow that I talked about. 
Um, it's the weaving of, you know, what is within and what is without. So when I spoke about, you know, being outside in nature and, you know, feeling the breeze, right? So you're allowing yourself to feel and you're also observing and noticing what is outside of you. Mm -hmm. And it is that presence. So it's really about, you know, weaving these energies and, you know, Tantra is a form of yoga and it's something that, you know, kind of got pushed away and hidden because Tantra, basically what my teacher taught was that Tantra just, it's like yoga, but it just doesn't leave out sex. <laughs> it just doesn't ignore that we are sexual beings. Yeah. Um, it doesn't ignore the fact that we have sexual energy and sexual energy is our life force energy. It is the energy of which we were created and how we exist right now. Um, and so, you know, there is, you know, a, a, a sect of Tantra that, can, you know, you can only really just focus on these sexual practices because there is a branch of that, you know, that, and a lot of these sort of like, um, call it like neo-Tantra, it's the more newer versions of uh, Tantra in the, in the Western world that are really just focused on the sexual experiences. Um, but it doesn't have to be that way. And Tantra is definitely more broad than that. So it's also about, you know, how do you physically condition the body to be able to withhold and be in touch and allow this powerful life force to flow throughout your body? Mm -hmm. So, you know, there are a lot of actually yoga practices and um, breathwork practices and mantra mm -hmm. and a lot of different philosophies that really have nothing to do with the act of sex itself. However, it does use orgasmic energy as the yeah. fuel and as this powerful thing, because again, life force energy is the most powerful energy on the planet, mm -hmm. right? And we all have access to it within ourselves. And so it's really about awakening that dormant sleeping energy. They caught, you know, the, the sleeping kundalini the sleeping serpent you know that's in the base of the spine essentially what it is but that we know now is a bundle of nerves at the base of the spine and so when you get to actually awaken this this kundalini right like you feel the energy rise up the spine into the crown of the the head and that is the awakening of the entire nervous system yeah it's pretty incredible. Um, it's incredible. <laughs> yeah. And I just feel like there's so much power and potential like in the womb space at the base mm -hmm. of the spine, mm -hmm. those nerve endings, literally like yes. our, our womb and our feminine mm -hmm. or female reproductive organs. And it's, it's like, when I first heard about and personally practiced orgasmic manifestation, I, you know, I, ha I was uncomfortable. I was like, what am I doing? You know, like, and it was kind of, it was, it felt weird. It felt different because I never thought about the energy of womb and Kundalini, like life force prana energy in that way. And then it was through my learnings. I was like starting to have all these aha moments where it was like, wait a second, why wouldn't I use the power of orgasm in manifestation? This is literally creation mm -hmm. energy. Mm -hmm. And orgasm is creation energy. If yes. I want to manifest something <laughs> in reality and create something tangible in my life, why mm -hmm. would I not use that powerful, potent energy that exists mm -hmm. there that is like 
free <laughs> that I can like, <laughs> tap into at any time. Yeah. And all of a sudden I was having these just, you know, click, 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 click in my mind mm-hmm. where like how powerful that space of my body was yet I had very much ignored for a long time in my life or thought, Mm -hmm. Oh, this, this energy that exists here is just Mm -hmm. for, um, not even for myself, but for men, like Mm -hmm. for other people's pleasure other than my own. And when I started to realize, first of all, this is for my pleasure, but also this is for my manifestation. This is for me. This is Mm -hmm. all of a sudden I started using it in different ways other than just sex. And I think that's, what's cool about you know, Tantra is that Tantra, Tantra, I don't, I've heard it so many ways. Yeah. (laughs) Um, is that it, it does say, okay, we're sexual human beings and there are, we can't ignore the fact there is such a thing as an orgasm, Mm -hmm. but Mm -hmm. let's use that harnessing of energy and Mm -hmm. other ways too. And to me, it's just an empowering practice Yes, of using the energy that we already have within us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I love that you said like you had the recognition that it's your power and it's not for anyone else or coming from anyone else. Cause yeah. I had that feeling too for so long. It was like, well, I guess it's just about his pleasure. You know, I, mm-hmm. I didn't really, I didn't know how to touch myself. Yeah. I didn't know what I liked. I didn't know. I was completely disconnected, mm-hmm. you know? And I think Tantra, it, it, it's so beautiful because it incorporates, it's like a full body integration. Mm -hmm. It's not cutting off a lot of, a lot of, you know, typical spiritual practices will sort of cut off right here or start at third chakra, you know, right? The stomach and up and they ignore the lower two chakras, but the lower two chakras, the root, you know, and the sacral chakra, like that that's where we store the shame. That's where we have the guilt. Mm -hmm. That's where we store these sort of shadow parts of ourselves that really sort of like, again, cause the low grade stress, you know, Mm -hmm. and kind of keep us stuck. And we never get to really rise out of that. Um, Or we just float around like in these upper chakras and we're like, Oh, no, 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 no. Like everything's good. And we're not grounded and like rooted. Right. Mm -hmm. That is like the epitome of what I feel like was my healing plateau with Mm -hmm. autoimmune disease because Mm -hmm. I was very much in my upper chakras and starting to to dive into the spiritual part of my healing and the emotional part of my healing and my heart chakra and my intuition and my third eye. And it was so fun. And I was like, this is fucking (laughs) awesome. Let's do more. But at the same time, ignoring the sacral and the root in these deep feelings personally that I was experiencing of like lack of this feeling of lack of support, this feeling of I'm not safe, the feeling of there's not enough, this feeling of old shame and guilt in my life. And it's like, it's like we can put the bandaid on and we can feel the joy and the kind of like fun, airy feelings of the upper chakras, mm-hmm. but we're going to hit the plateau at some point mm-hmm. if we don't look what's beneath the surface. It's kind of like the, the mm-hmm. iceberg analogy, right? Yes. Like you see yes. the tip of the iceberg and that's like 10% of what's the, how big the iceberg actually is. And there's this mm-hmm. whole story and in that case, structure of what's underneath. Mm-hmm. And, and so it makes so much sense to me that the people who maybe are at a healing plateau with mm-hmm. any type of illness and, you know, whether they have actually tapped into their upper chakras or, or maybe not yet, but mm-hmm. regardless, if they haven't looked at what's also going on below yes, and 
then we become stagnant. We get mm-hmm. stuck and it gets mm-hmm. frustrating. And you're like, mm-hmm. why, why can't I heal? And why am I not improving? I'm yeah. taking all my supplements and I'm going to see my natural path and I'm eating all the right foods. And it's like, girl, you've got to mm-hmm. look beyond, right? What like the yeah. rest of the iceberg, you've got to look mm-hmm. deeper. Yeah. And I know in my own personal experience, by looking deeper and going deeper, that was when number one, the shadow came up and it was not easy, but where the deepest transformation happened in my life and in my healing. So it's mm-hmm. so, it's so worth it. Mm-hmm. Can you speak to how you've used some of these ancient practices of, of Tantra and the pleasure, like a lot of things we've just discussed, feminine energy, pleasure, Tantra, how has that specifically helped you with chronic illness and your Hashimoto's diagnosis? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And by the way, I love everything you just said. Like, so <laughs> awesome. Oh my God. No, I love it so much. It's so important because it, it gets left out. It really gets, it's easy to leave out because it's uncomfortable to look at. It's uncomfortable to go there. It's uncomfortable in society to talk about it, right? Like it's an uncomfortable situation and it's like, we, we run the other way. <laughs> um, but it, but that was for me too. You know, that was the catalyst really for my healing as well. Um, because Okay, so one thing that a lot of women don't know, I certainly had no clue until I discovered it, which is that so physically, so within the actual, so the, it's called, we can call it yoni, which is the sans- Sanskrit term for vagina, right? But within the actual vaginal walls, um, we are like a sponge. So we kind of absorb everything and we absorb um, trauma and we hold it in there, you know, and and it can be a big experience of trauma. It can be a smaller experience. It can be you're walking down the street and you get catcalled and that doesn't feel safe and you tighten up in your body, right? And so it's like this sponge and it sort of takes in and it holds on to it. And so unless we actually go in and massage and break it up, we're going to have a hardening and a numbing within our vaginal walls and our entire yoni area. Mm-hmm. And that's the entire pelvic floor where all of this power, orgasmic power resides. Yeah. And um, so my healing really, um, you know, it was a journey of exploring all of that area and, you know, using pleasure tools like um, crystal wands or jade eggs and actually physically, you know, either myself or finding a practitioner to receive a yoni massage, which is a deep internal um, massage to actually release all of that trauma that is being stored. So, you know, not only are you numbing to feeling pleasure and orgasm, but it's cutting you off from this lower half. Of yourself mm-hmm. and so for me it was actually having these experiences of awakening you know my pelvic floor and awakening my entire yoni and these lower two chakras and really doing that work that allowed me to release it was like release 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 because I too walked around for so many years not feeling safe in my body mm-hmm. And I can remember, oh, it makes me actually emotional to think about it right now because, oh, I don't know, I was going to get emotional talking about this. <laughs> um, but yeah, like I just, oh, yeah, <laughs> I just, I remember the moment when 
I had this like somatic experience of feeling safe in my body for the first time and that recognition that for so long I didn't feel safe. Mm -hmm. And I had no idea that I was walking around tightened my entire life and afraid of almost everything, you know? Um, and I believe, you know, and what I discovered was that was leading to all of my digestive problems, you know, all of my like clenching and my stomach, not being able to literally digest life, yeah. not being able to, you know, open my voice. You know, I have Hashimoto's, that's the thyroid. So the throat chakra and it's self-expression, not feeling safe to express myself, mm -hmm. um, you know, and so through these practices and these recognition and it's like it's like shedding a, an onion you know like a, a layers of an onion you release you know bits and bits and bits of trauma that you don't even know that you have mm -hmm. through these practices and and so my main practices ha have been especially in, in the thick of it um was breath work number one because Breath work, doing intentional breath work allows you to really come back to yourself um, when the trauma feels like too much, when, you know, when everything feels like too much, the healing experience and everything, when it's too overwhelming, you know, turn to breath work. That has been so powerful to just like allow me to open this channel and, you know, the breath actually um, clears these energetic blockages. So, so breath work. And then um, mantra, <laughs> you know, was another huge one, um, which is a whole other topic. But, you know, mantra, so we could talk about that forever too. Um, and then um, breast massage was major. <laughs> so breast massage and... Uh, yoni massage um, were major, major, major healing tools because breast massage, I, I mentioned it earlier, where the breast, you know, is at the, the heart chakra and at our heart center and um, we release oxytocin and through the release of oxytocin is this love and, and sort of like creates this um, deep, self-love this unbreakable self-love bond you know when you can be with you and you and discover that your pleasure is for yourself and not for anyone else it is for you and you know <laughs> for you to share you know to choose to share with anyone else but it's for it's for you and um breast massage allows the entire body to again move through these blocks um to shed these layers and you know, it's, it's like you said, okay, so when you talked about like the upper chakras of being like all light and airy and sort of like, oh, this is fun, right? So even though the breasts are in um, these upper chakras, it brings up a lot. So, you know, breast massage, you might think like, oh, that's just going to feel good, you know, or whatever. But we hold a lot of shame here as well, mm -hmm. um, you know, and, and it again, kind of like, you know, the walls and the vaginal walls, again, like we hold um, energy here we hold trauma here and, and blockages and kind of harden up, you know, and we feel like we have to be hard, you know, like what's the first thing to close off your heart, mm -hmm. right? 
And for women, actually opening the heart is kind of like unlocking your entire body for pleasure. It's unlocking your entire body for love, to be able to give and to receive love. And um, so I spent a lot of time, I mean, when my adrenals crashed and I felt like I was going to die, literally, multiple times um, because I was so on edge. I, my adrenals were just like kaput, like they stopped working. And um, I used breast massage to come back. I really did. Like I feel like it saved my life mm -hmm. um, because it, it kept producing this oxytocin. You know, it kept releasing this love. It was just like self-love, self-love. I am safe. You know, all those feelings of like, I am safe. I am held. I'm secure. Um, I'm healing. Um, and also, like, it puts you sort of into this, like, trance um, state when you're in it and allows you to access your subconscious. And so it's like the perfect time, right, to go in and like rewire those beliefs around your chronic illness, around what you're experiencing. So, you know, it's like, instead of looking at it like my body's attacking myself um, or I don't trust my body, my body hates me, yeah. um, you know, these things that I hear from clients and also that I said about myself too, um, you know, I don't understand my body, like it's a mystery, all these things that we also get, you know, from back from doctors as well. Um, it's, you get, you get a chance to really re rewire that and, and reprogram that. Yeah. I, this is amazing. I mean, it's, I'm sure piqued the interest um, at the very least of everyone <laughs> listening going, wow, I've, never thought about this mm -hmm. in relation to healing chronic illness, Hashimoto's, autoimmune disease, adrenal fatigue, chronic mm -hmm. inflammation, whatever it may be. Mm -hmm. And I, I hope just really expanded people's perspective of the different avenues that they might try and, and experiment with in their own healing healing path, healing journey. Mm -hmm. And especially if you are listening and you have hit a healing plateau, I hope that you were listening today and maybe even go back and listen because this might be the thing that allows you to bust through that plateau and heal on an even deeper level. So mm -hmm. I just want to say thank you so much, Katie. This, this is amazing information that again, I hope everyone is soaking up. And they probably want to know a little bit more about. So how can they find you? And I'd love for you to share about your course that is in, um, very in line with all this as well. Yes, yes, absolutely. Um, so thank you so much for having me. This has been really incredible. And, and I feel, you know, it's so important. And yes, like a missing piece. It really can be a missing piece. Um, so yeah, so I am at the Healthy Babe uh, underscore. So there's a healthy babe underscore on Instagram mm -hmm. and the healthy babe on Facebook and then the healthy babe.com. Awesome. So yeah, it's pretty easy to just search that and find me. Um, and then for my course, yeah. So I just, um, released a course called liberated babe. Um, and so it's a self-paced 21 day course and it is a 21 day practice of breast massage. So yeah, um, we basically 
use the practice of breast massage to carry us throughout. And then the four different modules modules uh, touch on uh, healing the relationship with the feminine and our feminine cycles and um, releasing um, any throat chakra stuff. So, you know, really discovering your powerful voice and boundaries and uh, also how to work with the pelvic floor and how to open up, you know, like within the yoni and all that um, energy, you know, and, and the trauma that might be stuck in there. So I'll carry you through all of that. And um, yeah, it's, it's really good. <laughs> I, yes, everyone goes to check that out and how amazing to have the opportunity to do that in a safe and supportive environment mm-hmm. through, through the, the resources, materials and container mm-hmm. that you've created. So again, thank you so thank much you. for being on today. Thank you so, so, so much. As always, thank you so much for tuning in. It's such an honor and pleasure to create these shows for you, to bring on guests who are truly amazing like Katie today. And I just want to express my deep gratitude because holy shit, we're at episode 94, almost to 100. We're just shy of 100,000 downloads as of today. So I'm positive, confident that we'll be past 100,000 downloads by the time we hit 100 episodes of the Healing Uncensored podcast. So deep, deep gratitude to all of you. I encourage you to take any of the shows or interviews, solo casts that have resonated most with you, that you have had an aha moment that has changed your life in some way or brought information, even just delivered information in a way that you hadn't heard it before. And to go out and share that with somebody or many people in your life who might benefit from that message, from that knowledge, from that wisdom, and be be the light worker, be the spiritual trailblazer who is, you know, not afraid to put messages like the ones that we discussed here on the podcast out into the world. So they have a ripple effect and that more people can get the support, love, and attention that they need. Again, thank you so much for tuning in. I can't wait till we get to episode 100 and I am all ears and what you guys might want episode 100 to be. Tag me on social media at The Empowered empath. I'll see you next time.